Good morning. Welcome to today's devotion. Today, I'm going to discuss God's perfect timing. Well, I want to get right into the scriptures. The first scripture is Exodus 3 and verses 11 through 15. I'm going to sum it up for time and purposes. But here it is. We find Moses, who's in the delt now, after seeing um, the, the abuse that his people are experiencing. As it says that the countrymen, he looked with compassion at their hard labors, the laborers, and he saw it an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his countrymen, one of his 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 um, relatives, and he turned to look around to see if no one was looking, right? And then what he did was he killed the Egyptian and he hid him in the sand. And he went out the next day and saw two of the Hebrew men, which is two of his relatives fighting each other. And he said to one another, why are you fighting each other's friends? Aren't you friends? But I'm just summing it up and emphasizing. But the man said, who made you prince or judge over us? Are you intending to kill us as you did the Egyptians? And Moses was afraid and certainly he thought that the incident would be made known. Let's pray. Father, we thank you and we ask you to teach us. Walk us through today's teaching. Help us to understand what is it that we need to know about your timing. We know that your timing is perfect for all of us and every single situation happens according to your plan. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, just to go back to what we studied the last couple of days, uh, we, we talked about moving and only in the timing of God at the right time. And we know that just as a reminder, it requires us to listen. It requires us to get direction, but it also, we must understand that everything is going to be done according to God's will. All right, so today as we go further into it, we see that Moses tried to do something. And we want to learn two things about what Moses did in his situation in this first scripture. Moses attempted to do things himself. That's number one. Have you been attempted to do things yourself without consulting God? Moses tempted to do things in his own strength. Have you attempted to do things in your own strength? I know I have. And number three, God doesn't need our strength, my strength, and your strength. He needs a yes, which means surrender to him. So as you can see further down in, in verse 15, when Pharaoh heard about the matter, he tried to kill Moses. So Moses fled from Pharaoh's presence and took refuge in the land of Median, where he sat down at a well. So here, just a, uh, just to sum it up, so he goes, and and he lives for forty years in a land in refuge. As he was away, he runs into God, as you can see that in verse twenty-four, God heard the groanings, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God saw the sons of Israel, and God took notice. 
God took notice on them and was concerned about every single thing that was going on to them. So, as I said, God doesn't need our strength. He needs our surrender. It was God this time. It was Moses. It wasn't Moses moving things. It was God's timing. So here we find that God's timing is perfect. Remember, Moses did things out of his emotions, out of his thoughts. He thought he was helping things out, but he found himself doing something opposite and things turning back on him. Let me recall to you guys on something that happened to me. Over the last couple of years, um, it's now been about three years. Well, I was in this position and I was trying to get out of this position because it was my first time of not being in a leadership position. But this time I was under someone. I was under a person that was sort of oppressing, a person that was lying to us to the other supervisor, a person that would was pretty much forcing things. He really didn't understand what leadership was about. But in this situation, I learned a few things. Because while I was trying to rush out to get from up under him as a leader, God showed me during this time that he was humbling me to surrender to his time. What I learned through my, my multiple times of trying to get out and not receiving an a, a interview, one single interview, that the only way that I got out was when I learned to pray a different prayer. Not God, let me have this promotion. Not God, give me this money because you know I need it. Not God, I need to get out of here because I'm frustrated. But when it became God, move me only when I'm ready for your next assignment. Lord, show me what's your next assignment. Lord, I'm surrendering to you what's going on. What I found is, what happened next is, the next time when I submitted my resume, I didn't even have to interview. In fact, Somebody called me up and, and told me about the position and said, hey, aren't you interested in leaving? That's how things work. God's timing is perfect. And as you're going to find in Exodus 3 and 2, it says that the angel of the Lord appeared to Moses in a blazing fire. In the midst of a bush, he looked and behold, the bush was fire, yet it was not consumed. So Moses said, I must turn away from the flock and see this great sight. See, it was God turning and setting up something so to get his attention, like it was God setting up things to get my attention. Even though in the midst of things, it became me, not about what I was doing, because in my normal day-to-day -day life, just like in Moses, normal day-to-day -day doing things, things happen naturally. It was God doing things, not me. Remember, God doesn't need your strength. He needs you to surrender. 
So the Lord initiated the work while Moses was going on doing all the time in your life is ordained in the book that God has for you, just like everything was ordained for Moses. If, if you read Psalms 139, God echoes this. He knows the plans that he has for us in Jeremiah 29 and 11, plans that not to harm us. But in that, you need to go up in the verses ahead because he tells the children of Israel that they're in the situation and he's not going to rush to get them out. He said, in fact, you're going to stay in your situation for 70 years. He says, sit down, relax, have children. But in the end, I'm going to bring you out for I know the plans I have for you. So see, people don't read the whole context and learn exactly what God is doing. If we understand that God's timing is perfect, we understand that even in trials and situations, God is wanting not so much to get us out, but for us to understand why we're in the position that we're in. So what this means to us right now, what does that this all mean, God's time and his purpose? What's the purpose? Well, because God is trying to get you surrendered, what is he trying to get you to surrender to? Being a disciple, which means that understanding that God created you to serve, honor, and expand his kingdom. Christ's kingdom is his number one goal. Number two, you need to understand that the goal of a disciple is being a student, learning to live your entire life as Christ. Any perfection comes from Christ alone. Christ doesn't need your help. He needs you to say, yes, I'll surrender to you, Lord. Number three, when you become more like Christ, it's about, and how you become more like Christ, it's about surrendering on a daily basis. So I'm going to stop right here because this is a call and a renewed call for those that want to be disciples, those that are willing to take the next walk and, and say, I want to learn to live my life as Christ. I don't just want to be a believer. I just don't want to read another word on a regular basis. I don't want to just go to church. I don't want to just sing the songs. I want to be changed and transformed. If that's you, I want to pray for you right now, whether you're a believer or whether you're an unbeliever. Father, I want to thank you for my brothers and my sisters that will listen to this podcast. May they understand that it's about you and not about them. May they understand that as they surrender and totally surrender their hearts and their lives to you, that you want to teach them how to live on a regular basis when they align their lives in submission to you. Give them what they need. Help them to understand your word like never before. In Jesus' name, amen. The, this next call is for those that have never surrendered their life to Christ. In order for you to understand, as I said in the last, the first podcast about moving, it first starts 
with understanding who God the Father is, but in understanding that he does talk and he does want to lead you and he does want to guide your life. But that starts in an act of surrendering to him. That can only come through his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus died for all your sins. You see, the Bible says in John three sixteen that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. The only thing he says that the only thing it takes is for you just to believe by faith in the work of what he's done. So what that means is, it's just simply you just praying and asking by faith and accepting the free gift of eternal life. How do you do that? Well, it's as simple as me walking you through this prayer. Just say, Lord, I need you. I'm asking you to come and live in my heart, be Lord of my life, be my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that simple prayer with me today, no matter what platform, no matter who sent you this message, reach out to me. Just say, I prayed the prayer. What's the next steps to take Darnell? And I'll simply lead you to those steps. If you're wanting serious about being a disciple and you don't have a church home or you want to learn more, reach out to me as well. I would love to tell you the steps to take as well. Remember, God doesn't need your strength or your health. He needs you only to surrender. Have a wonderful day.